0: Hello, I'm Maurice Powell. With me today is uh, a very special guest, uh, Mandy Griffin, one of the finest singers the island has ever produced, a multiple. Cleveland medal winner at the Gills, and uh, recently of course appointed as the musical director of the Isle of Man Choral Society Sadly though we're not here to talk about Mandy and her illustrious career and uh, or about the Isle of Man Choral Society so I'm very sorry about that Mandy Perhaps you could just tell us what we are here to discuss
1: Well we're here today to discuss uh, some diaries which I passed to you when I knew you were doing some research into music on the Isle of Man uh, round about this time and And my mother's diaries which I discovered some years ago which kind of charted her time as a teenager on the island Friday the 7th stayed in all morning in the afternoon went downtown shopping with mummy, at night went to the dance with Anne, lush B. Skillicorn took me home Saturday the 8th stayed in all day at night, went to the dance with Anne. Awful, a Scotch boy took me home. The,
0: there were two diaries, are quite small pocket diaries, and a number of photographs of, of of your mum as as when she was sort of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old. The diaries date from nineteen fifty three and nineteen fifty four. Put that in context. Nineteen fifty-three, of course, was the coronation year. Um, the diaries—I uh, mean, I said the small diaries—the writing—and uh, there's an entry for nearly every day uh, for those two years. The writing is quite small and cramped. It's mainly legible, remarkably so. Occasionally not, and very occasionally, your mum used a kind of a code, um, like it looks a bit like Morse code. I've not managed to crack it. Do you remember those? I mean do remember you? those,
1: and I also was not able to crack i remember a friend and i sat down one day and we tried to work out what the code was and we couldn't crack the code so
0: i try as well i suspect it has something to do with
1: boyfriends i suspect it i suspect you're right on that score of which later friday the 2nd of april helped mummy in the morning in the afternoon met david as i was going downtown with anne he said he would phone me at six at night david phoned me and asked me what i was doing tonight and tomorrow night I said I was going out with Margaret tonight and he said he would see me tomorrow, Saturday. A
0: bit of background first of all. Now, um, your mum, Joan Huntley, was born in London in East Dulwich. Mm. Uh, Very nice area of London? Couldn't.
1: Well I, I think back in the day she always used to say she was born on the wrong side of the river so I think back in the day East Dulwich was perhaps a little bit different to what East Dulwich is now maybe. Well it was certainly <laughs>
0: south of the river mm. um, but I don't think either you or I could afford to live now. No East I'm sure Dulwich we couldn't. Now. Um, so 1939 a father Herbert some not always Herbert Bertie sometimes. Bert, Bert I think yeah I went by yeah. Bert a lot. He was a plumber but not just a plumber
1: I never met him. I didn't know him. So plumber, general handyman, I think odd jobs around the place, whatever. Hand to anything. I think so. Yes. Okay. And
0: um, her mother, Mary, uh, she was actually a Derbyshire, last born in Matlock.
1: She was born in Matlock, Derbyshire. Her family yeah. were interesting. They were tunnel builders. Her, her father was a tunnel builder. Uh, and so she was one of four. She was born in Matlock. Uh, one of them was born in Wales. One was born in Ireland. One was born in Scotland. And it just so happened that's where the tunnels were being built. So these were railway built. tunnels? I presume they must have been railway tunnels. Um, and uh, they, so they travelled around. They were quite itinerant. And it just happened that, that yeah. they were in Derbyshire. And they were in Derbyshire for a few years uh, when uh, when she was uh, when she was born and she went to yeah. school in her early years.
0: That's another story, as they say. Another story, we, yes. Uh, we're never going to get on with this, are we? Because <laughs> we're going to meet too many interesting uh. people.
1: At night, went to the villa with Margaret. David did not come, so I have to finish with him. Sunday the 4th. Stayed in bed all morning. At 1, I phoned David to see if it was all off. He rang back later and said, it was not all off. He thought I did not want him. At night, went to the pictures with David to see Dark Command. Rini came home and said, Joyce and Anne came up to her and asked if I'd finished with David. Rini said no, and they seemed disappointed.
0: This, of course, is the age before rock and roll. Um, It's certainly the age before most people had televisions. A lot of people didn't have cars. Um, Post-war rationing was still on in 1953, although it ended in 1954. One of the things that, that, that... you Um, Joan very rarely mentions in her diaries of food. Mm. Um, we've no idea whether they had Sunday lunches or whatever. The one item of food she mentions a lot are chips. <laughs> now, I think, was it an uncle had a chippy in yeah, Douglas? An
1: uncle had a chippy and uh, also my, my my nan used to work in the chippy and, and they worked in the chippy as teenagers as well. So I think chips were a, a staple on the menu. Yeah. Um, and I'm my mother's daughter in that regard. I'm also fond of chips. So really? I think uh, chips and the chippy were... Do you want just featured? to cut that bit out of <laughs> the programme later? That stays (laughs) in. That can stay in. Okay, that will go
0: viral, you know that. (laughs) Mandy Griffin likes chips. Um.
1: Wednesday the 5th, stayed in all morning. In the afternoon, went downtown to buy a blouse with Anne. At night, went roller skating with Anne, had some chips and pop with some of the gang. Thursday the 6th. In the morning, helped Mummy. In the afternoon, went to bed. At night, went roller skating with Anne, had chips with the gang, Anne talked afterwards with Roy, and he came home with me.
0: There was one page in the diary where she sets out a kind of um, a menu for a week, um, but it, it has... I mean, it sounds very dull. Porridge mm. for breakfast, sometimes nothing. Lots of eggs and chips, stuff like that. Nothing uh, nothing exotic, but people didn't. I mean, Chinese, Italian, Indian food was virtually unknown mm. then. Um, so, what else do we know? Obviously, most people got their entertainment from the radio, and of course from the cinema, which we'll, which we'll come on to. Um, we've mentioned a family car or van. Um, at one time, the um, they took in visitors. Some were visitors, um, because uh, your mum would occasionally skip off school. And uh, well, more than occasionally, actually, skip off school to help her mother prepare the house for summer visitors. So this would be in perhaps sometime in May. Yes. And occasionally she would go out to the pictures with some of the visitors. And occasionally, uh, if there was a boy there that she'd rather fancy, she'd go out with the pictures with him. So we know they had summer visitors. Did your mum ever talk about
1: that at all? They did. And, um, they also later, at a later stage, um, went on to run a guest house. So I think this might have been the start. I think oh. my after my uh, grandfather died and... Sure, we'll come on to that in a moment. When they moved back to the Isle of Man, yes. uh, my 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 nan bought a guest house on Christian Road, and uh, they ran a guest house. So I think these these earlier times of of taking in some visitors were just to earn a bit of extra cash, but perhaps it sowed the seeds for that 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 later running a guest house. Well, I'm sure it uh, did. Because,
0: because loads of people um, opened their houses to visitors just mm. for the summer season in Douglas and in fact elsewhere on the island and. Uh, of course, the the season started then in May at Whit Bank Holiday, um, and although June could be a bit June could be a bit deadly because um, there weren't so many visitors. In July, it sort of all kicked off again mm. um, when the big bands came over and there was a lot more going on. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yes, I, I got a note somewhere about this uh, this guest house, um, but that's quite further on in the story, mm. really. Um, yeah, there there is one entry there. Um, About the house, and they had a coal fire. Obviously, most people did. There's one entry there, um, which when Jones says in 1954, up very early, uh, lit the fire and brought Mummy a cup of tea. That's very nice, isn't (laughs) it? It is very nice. Skipped off to school. Yeah. Um, at various times, she did have a Saturday job. She worked at Woolies at one point. But then later on, I think she must have left school in 1954 and worked at a chemist.
1: Mailey's the chemist. The chemist. Yes. Ah.
0: Which Famous name.
1: It was, and until quite recently, was still there as Mailey's the chemist. Mm. Certainly in, in my lifetime, I remember Mailey's the chemist. So I think she used to talk about Mailey's. I think that was a happy time working yeah. there and suited her much more than any attempt she ever made at going to school, I think. No,
0: she certainly she didn't enjoy her time at Woolies. No. I don't know why that was. And uh, she might have been, how can I put it, let go. Yeah. I suspect that sometimes she just didn't turn up I think she so she didn't like it she doesn't exactly say why but she didn't like it but she certainly enjoy, enjoyed working at Maley's and got mm. on very well with the proprietor, proprietor his, his name is mentioned quite yes. often yeah. so that was, that was good so Joan a typical teenager in many ways stayed in bed most Saturday and Sunday mornings um she used some of the sort of in-words mm-hmm. of the day. I, I, I did a bit of a count-up, really, it shows you what sort of a sad person I am, of the number of w- sort of like in-words that she used. Her favourite word was... D- d- do you remember
1: at all? Lush. Lush. Yeah, lush. Lush. Yeah. Saturday the 16th. Stayed in bed all morning. In the afternoon went for a walk with Choco, down on the shore, up Summerhill Glen, and down through the wreck. At night went to the villa with Margaret. Lush,
0: that must have come from a film or something,
1: must have done, was not it?
0: Yeah, so uh, with that, I mean, that was just about the highest accolade. I think so. Otherwise, most, most things were either nice or quite nice, and that could be a film, a show, a boy, almost anything really, a cycle <laughs> yes. ride. Um, so nice and quite nice. She, I think, I found maybe three occasions when she said cool, mm-hmm. but cool, I think. That definitely comes from American films. Yeah. It's, that's a bit more like the rock and roll age it's not a word that would have been heard much in Douglas no. in the early 50s but she picked it up mm. so she was she was very well switched on there the we mentioned 1953 being the coronation year now that i looked up the entries very carefully for that and she doesn't mention the coronation at all no obviously not interested passed her by that family um did not go to a neighbour's tv and watch no. like like my parents remember doing um all she did was go to a dance at the uh, the palace that evening, which may have been a coronation dance, but she never actually mentioned the word coronation or the royal family or anything. So yeah, it's extraordinary, just really, isn't it? passed her by. Mm. Because that was really by far the biggest event, really, of that year, 1953. Yes. But there we are, not, clearly not to Joan. No. Fair enough. Now, film, we mentioned films. Now, again, I've been doing a bit of a count-up. Now, I don't know how many times you've been to a cinema in your life. And probably it's a ridiculous question, but I'm not a great cinema goer, OK? And I, I can remember... I mean, the last film I went to in Douglas was one of the Harry Potters. Mm. You know, I mean, that could be 15 years ago now. So I'm not exactly an avid film goer. Your mum was an incredible film goer. Um, in 1953 alone, she went to 78 films
1: that's extraordinary, isn't it?
0: Well, um, in, she, in she certainly year. went twice, and occasionally mm. three times. She went to almost anything. Yeah, she was not not fussy. Um, I wrote down some of the titles of, of the films which we still remember today: um, Charlie Chaplin's Limelight, um, Prisoner of Zender, The Cruel Sea, a rather a hard hitting war film. Mm. That I can't imagine why a teenage girl would go to that, but they just mm. went went mm. with a dad or a mum or a friends.
1: Wednesday the Thirteenth, School. At night, went to the pictures with David to see kidnappers. Thursday the 14th, art school. Afterwards, went to violin. At night, went roller skating with Celia. Friday the 15th, art school. Worked very hard. At night, went to the pictures with Daddy and Weenie to see Back to God's Country.
0: It's hard to discern what her personal taste in films was. She liked everything. But I think we know from her later life that she probably enjoyed the musicals most of all. I
1: think definitely the musicals made a a big impression on her and Mm. they were her her favourite thing in life were musicals. So definitely she would have enjoyed those the most, Uh, I think.
0: uh, The amazing thing is, of course, that all these films, virtually all of them, were new. Very occasionally they'd show what she would have thought was an old film... But those old films were only four or five years old. Yeah. She was, uh, Douglas, the Douglas cinemas were very vibrant, mm. of course, and there were lots of them. Yeah. But they, they show, she saw all the new films. And in the next year, 1954, um, I think she went maybe 60 times or 65 mm. times um, uh, to a cinema, which is incredible. I don't think I've been to a cinema 60 times in my entire life. No, I possibly... I, doubt it.
1: I don't think I have... And I, I wonder if whether that was a standard thing. I wonder if, if teenagers were doing that then. I wonder if...
0: Absolutely. That's the impression I get. Yeah. Because, I mean, she has a list of about a dozen friends, four or five of which are mentioned on nearly every page. Mm. And she's always going to the cinema with yeah. them. And the other thing is that that uh, she was walked home virtually every time she went out to a um, the cinema or a dance or a club by a different boy. <laughs> I know. So she was... <laughs> I think I think it, your mum was considered. And I would certainly think this from the photographs of her I've seen.
1: She was considered something of a, of a beauty, really. She was. She she always talked about this. Uh, she was quite <laughs> modest pro- as well. Well, I, when it came to how she looked when she was younger, she I think she was very aware of how attractive she was and uh, enjoyed that, and enjoyed playing it against her her non-identical twin sister um that that she was the beautiful one of the this two this is of them. renee that's, that's uh, Reanie, Reanie, Reanie she's irene but she's irene nickname. that's right yes and uh so i think there was some uh, some antagonism with the two of them uh that that my my mother enjoyed lording it over Auntie irene because Sisters, she was eh? yeah Sisters. i know <laughs>
0: Right and th- there was an elder married sister Pam Pamela
1: yeah she got married really young so she i think she was 6 years older uh but got married when she was 18 mm. or 19 her she died a few years ago but her her husband my my, my uncle Goo, he's he's still alive ah. uh he's he's in his early 90s now so uh Gosh. he 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 still lives lives on the island right. but she, yes she was married and had sort of Left home very, very early on. Yeah.
0: And um, the, at the back of the diaries are, of course, a list of um, names, occasional telephone numbers, um, names and addresses, and she managed to identify some of her friends, but not all of them. But she had a very wide circle of friends, and uh, some of obviously school friends mm. as well. Now, we talk about a full life. We we're just talking uh, earlier. I remember my parents and grandparents talking about their childhoods. And they would always say we had very little, or my grandparents mm. would say we had nothing. You know, we had to make our own fun, our own. You know, uh, but not, June, uh, not June at all. Um, she, she was never in. She had an incredible social life.
1: Uh, Yeah, always on the go, either playing tennis or badminton or at Nobles Park, that featured large in their lives. Uh, She was going to the cinema, as she said, uh, meeting up with friends, seemed to be going to social clubs, going to dances. And I think I was saying to you, when my friend and I discovered these diaries and and we were reading through them, we were saying, like, it just sounds so great. Like, Why were we not growing up on the island in the 50s? Because there just seemed to be so much going on on and so much on offer all of the time and it sounds um it sounds quite incredible you know as a as the time she had it, it certainly doesn't seem that there was ever any sitting around waiting for anything to do that stuff was happening all the time for, mm. for for these teenagers now
0: we know that um, June was not particularly keen on school but nevertheless quite a lot of our activities um was certainly school-based. She went to a gym there, of course, swimming, we've got netball, horse riding, mm. very keen on horse riding. She mentions a particular person in a farm uh, that she went to quite often. Now, I've always thought of horse riding has been quite expensive hobby, but... Clearly not.
1: I think, from what I understood, the, with this, this this particular horse that, that used to get ridden, it was sort of a friend of a friend of a friend, and right. they used to they used to just sort of turn up and uh, would 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 have a ride on on this horse. Yeah. Um, and I think my auntie Rini as well was were, they were they were both into horse riding, so yeah. that that featured. And quite they used much. to go
0: cycling mm. um, quite often to Onken, must have been a friend there, and occasionally quite a distance down to places like Peel. Mm. Um, so. I mean, she just mentions it casually. Um, We mentioned tennis, swimming, roller skating, gymnastics. Now, at school, um, she had violin lessons. Mm. And actually, she had violin lessons from a very well-known violin teacher on the island, quite a prestigious one. This was Kathleen Ridings who was uh, near the end of her career in the mid-50s. We know quite a bit about Kathleen Ridings. She was was a force in music in the island for half a century. Um, And a lot of people remember her And remember having lessons from her. Mm. She used to come in and out of the schools with violin cases under each arm, travelled all over the island by bus and was a real character, uh, but a stickler as well for for practice. So she had violin lessons from Kathleen Ridings and played in the school orchestra. Um, She occasionally took part in school plays. Um, So even at school, which she didn't like, it was very full. I think I get the impression that art was her favourite subject, does that does that ring true with
1: you it does ring true i know that she went to art school in in the evening and i think the art school at the time was run what's now kensington arts uh very close to where i live actually uh uh-huh. Kensington arts was recently until recently the youth arts center so i think that's where the art school took place and uh she was very proud of going to art school that 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 featured large in her life um and certainly when when we were when i was uh younger uh, sketches would be around the house she'd often just be sketching things and so i think uh, that that desire to sort of draw always always stayed with her oh
0: that's interesting is anything survive at all not any of her pictures nothing at all not that i'm aware no no off on the way yeah um um, we know that she was a girl guide for a while that she she did go to a local church Mm -hmm. occasionally and she went to confirmation classes
1: yes yes uh all Whites of the white in fact <laughs> well <laughs> it, it, it does tickle me this, this this sort of girl guiding side on yeah. the one hand and then a different boy walking her home every night on the other hand i don't know if the well, two it might, might have been a boy scout <laughs> could have been a boy scout yes could yeah like official business yeah definitely yeah, maybe not, that was it not likely
0: okay <laughs> um now, in the summer, of course, um, I mean, her, her world simply exploded with activities. Mm. Um, she was frequently up at the Douglas uh, holiday camp, um, the old Cunningham's, mm. Cunningham's campers was, occasionally at the Palace and Derby Castle ballrooms. And she formed a friendship with the band leader at the Douglas holiday camp, Phil Moss, very mm. really charismatic character, very good looking. Um, he was in his late 30s at the yes, time, yeah, very good trumpet player. And he obviously took a fancy to Joan. And, of course, Joan and her her mates were there for every Sunday concert. Yeah. Sometimes in the week for dancing. And, uh, you know, she obviously caught his eye, but he was very kind to her. He frequently invited her and her friends to have tea Mm. between shows and things like that. She got to know him quite well, and some of the photographs that you gave me show Joan, and uh, with uh, Phil Moss and she also got autographs of lots of, of a lot of his band members. Yes. So did she ever talk about those days?
1: She did talk about them a lot. They clearly really remained a, a, such a huge memory in her life and going to the dances, going to the bands, having tea with Phil Moss, I think she was a bit starstruck by Phil Moss. I'm sure. So uh, she'd talk about it a lot, um, uh, especially after a couple of glasses of wine in an evening. Stayed in all day, at night went to the dance with Anne awful. A Scotch boy took me home Phil Moss said I was the most beautiful girl in the Isle of Man And just really how great the music was at the dancers that that featured, yeah. though, she used to really love the music and yeah. listening to the music and hearing the bands. So the bands
0: were excellent. I've, I've, it, I was talking a little earlier today with um, Howard Kane um, about um, Ivy Benson, mm. an all girl band who were here, um, well, the year after. Um, Joan's last diary, or last surviving diary, was Ivy Benson's first year, and of course Joe Loss was here mm. all through the fifties yeah. until fifty-five, Um and, and she certainly mentions Joe Loss and that. But obviously it was uh, it was Phil Moss that she was uh, that she heard most of all. Of course, the, the Douglas Holiday Camp was in its last years then, I think, mm. because he then transferred to the Derby Castle, and she does mention going to hear him at the Derby Castle. That must have been great. I think they were both flattered. Really, I'm sure, with probably. Each other. Yes, Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's great to have a fan turning up with her mates. (laughs) Yeah, every time. You just wonder whether was
1: was there part of him who was like, Oh no, here are those girls again.
0: So coming to the end of our programme, really, mm. it's just gone amazingly quickly. But in 1956, the family moved to Australia. Mm. They were effectively £10 POMs.
1: They were £10 POMs. And why did they move to Australia? They moved uh, for job purposes. So my, my grandfather got a job uh, testing the atomic bomb uh, in Maralinga <laughs> in Western Australia. Really? So they moved for that opportunity. Uh, uh f- he didn't make the journey back. Um he no. he funnily enough uh h- had developed cancer and died. Um Oh gosh, almost I, related to his work. Didn't almost probably entirely related to his work. And I don't get the
0: impression they were too careful.
1: I no, I don't I don't think they I don't think they were then. at all. So uh no. oh gosh, that's So they headed off, uh lived in Australia I think for about five or six years and then
0: uh They so came back came
1: back. Yeah.
0: But really... She stayed. Or, or well, she came back very briefly back and
1: then and then went back. Uh, she lives in New Zealand now. She lives oh, in Wellington, she? New Zealand now, yes. So she lived in... I can't uh, keep up with them. I know, moving, moving around. <laughs> so she's in Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, but mum came back here and uh, I think she was probably 21 when she met my dad and married him. Frank Griffin. Frank Griffin,
0: yes. Who had a farm near Union Mills.
1: Yes, yeah, Balfouria Farm.
0: The rest, as they say is history. Mm. I wish we had more time because there are so many so many little alleyways we could dive down here. Yes. But it's been absolutely fascinating uh, chatting to you
1: about them. Yeah, it's been great and, to um, talk about them.
0: Perhaps the next time you we come we'll actually talk about you. Maybe. Which...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice, really nice to revisit these diaries and, and, and chat about them. Brilliant. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you very much. No, you're much. welcome. Thank you. Uh,